He has risen. He has risen. Jesus Christ is risen. The tomb is empty. Thank you for choosing to listen to First Presbyterian Church First Love Podcast for April 12th, Easter Sunday, 2020 with Reverend Jonathan Warren. His sermon today is Afraid for Joy. We pray that all is well in your little corner of the world and we wish that this week you have a joyful, successful shelter in peace. God bless. A new life from the most impossible place, a grave. Nonetheless, he's here. Impossible. 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 Yesterday, what looked like his failure was literally set in stone. But this morning, that stone is no longer where it was, and everything has changed. Everything has changed. The enemy has been beaten, crushed, really. The celebration of what he pulled off Friday, it's over. How did this happen? He was lost, but now he's here, right in front of me. I didn't know it was him. Who would? But if it is, if it's him, it changes everything. It changes who I thought he was. It changes who I thought the enemy was. It changes me. He is risen. Just breathe, Jonathan. Just breathe. Just have to talk out loud. What a surprising Easter it is. We remember that Christ was an empty tomb, and now we have an empty church. But Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. And we celebrate Christ risen here in worship on this Easter Sunday, and I'm so glad you are part of this worship. We want to invite all and welcome all guests here in our midst. We are so glad you are part of this church worship service today. We have some special music. We have a special children's time, and I give thanks to God for all the people who put that together today. There's only a few here. There's two behind the camera and the sound, and then you'll see everybody else leading our worship service. And I give thanks for all those who have prayed for us and given us encouragement throughout this time as we celebrate the risen Lord in our homes. I want you to treat this as a holy time to worship God by silencing your phone and removing other distractions. I want to tell you next Sunday, April 19th, Tim Chipman will be preaching our sermon. I invite you to see the prayers and announcements at the end of your bulletin. And now, let us worship God. Thank you. 
join me in the call to worship printed in your bulletin. Shout for joy. The tomb is empty. Clap your hands. Death is cheated. Dance and sing. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Christ is risen, yet we remain a sinful people before a holy, holy God. Christ is risen. Like the women at the tomb and the disciples, we struggle to believe it. Christ is risen. He shows us that his promises are true. Let us bring our hearts before his throne and confess our sins with confidence that we are a forgiven people, saying together, Receive our lament, Lord of life, for during your final days we turned away from you, even after you shared table with us, offering us the bread of heaven and the cup of salvation. And in your hour of greatest need, we fell asleep while you prayed in the garden. Even after you urged us to keep the faith, to avoid the time of trial. But we are here now, dearest friend, remembering what it cost you to know the joy we feel today. May our lives reflect the
the depth of our gratitude to be known as your disciples. Amen. Let us silently confess our sins. Amen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed, and Christ's forgiveness is everlasting. Christ has defeated death. Christ is alive, and we are all forgiven. Be at peace. Amen. hearts for scripture by saying the prayer for illumination together. Living God, with joy we celebrate the presence of your risen word. Enliven our hearts by your Holy Spirit so that we may proclaim the good news of eternal and abundant life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first scripture reading is from Acts 10, 34 to 43. Let us listen to the word of God. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses, and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
comes to us from Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. Let us listen to the word of God. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Right now we have a very special children's time, so I want all the children to gather around the television so that they can see this special, interesting message that we have about to share. It's with my friends Jay and Valerie, and they have something very important for us to hear. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little. Hi, Jay. Hi. How you doing, Valerie? I got to I gotta stay over here. Mm-hmm. Um, Mom says it's called social interesting, but I don't find anything interesting about it. Yeah, me too. But... I think it's called social distancing because we have to stay a certain distance apart. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Hey, Valerie? Yeah. Um, I'm a little scared. Mom told me things are okay, but there's no school and, and everything is different. Yeah, I'm scared too. But my mom and dad both told me to remember, Jesus loves me. I'm supposed to say, Jesus loves me whenever I'm scared. I've been doing it, and it makes me feel a lot better. Well, okay, but what if I've said it, and and I'm still scared? Well, you know, I was thinking about something, because today is Easter, you know? Oh, yeah. Candy! Well, sure. Today, but did you know that some really bad stuff happened to Jesus on the Friday before Easter? Oh, yeah. I I heard about it in Sunday school. The teachers said they calcified him? Not exactly. The word is crucified. Do you know what it means? Nuh-uh. It means they killed him. Whoa! What? Yeah. And on Easter morning, his mom and his friend Mary were going to the place where they buried his body. It was a tomb with a big rock in front of it. Uh, Was Jesus behind the rock? He was supposed to be. That's where they left him on Friday night. The women expected to find something terrible in that tomb, the broken and lifeless body of Jesus. Well, well what, what did they find? Well, they didn't find anything. He was gone. Huh? Gone? What, what about the big rock? It was moved, rolled away from the entrance. An angel was sitting there, And he told the women that Jesus was gone. Jesus wasn't dead anymore. That's why we celebrate with candy on Easter Sunday. It's a party. But, but Jesus had to die. He did. It was part of God's plan. Something very bad had to happen before something really good could happen. 
Oh, you mean like now? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, like now. Something really bad is happening. We have to stay inside. We can't see our friends. We can't go to school or ball games or shows or anything. But we've got to remember, our God is bigger than any problem. And just like with Jesus, if we make it through the bad stuff, there's something great waiting for us. Valerie? Yeah, Jake? I'd like to give you a hug right now. <laughs> I know. I'd like to give you a hug too. But we can't. We have to keep everyone safe. And that means we have to do... Social interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Social interesting. So you've got to stay over there. And you've got to stay over there. Bye, Valerie. Bye-bye. See ya. They have such a special message for us. Thank you, Jay and Valerie. Let's join together in an echo prayer. So wiggle, wiggle, wiggle those fingers. Wiggle them all together and put them together. And let's say an echo prayer. Dear God, we thank you that you love us. When we're scared or nervous, we pray that we remember you always told us that you love us. When we're scared or nervous, let us remember the song, Jesus loves me, this I know. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Earlier this week, an old couple received a phone call from their daughter who lives far away and told them she was sick. And instantly, they were worried for their granddaughter, who since birth had asthma and breathing problems. When they hung up the phone, they didn't dare look at each other. Earlier this week, a man was called on the phone by his supervisor. He wasn't an essential employee, so they had to let him go, and the rest of the apartment, too. Couldn't even clean out his desk until the shelter-in-place order is lifted. He and countless others wondered what they would tell their families. Earlier in this week, someone received terrible news from a physician having to go into surgery without any others allowed to go with them. Earlier this week, someone else heard the words, I can't take it anymore. Pastor Craig Barnes reminds us, earlier this week, someone's hope was crucified. The walk to the tomb is overwhelming. No one's ever ready to encounter Easter until they've spent time in the place where hope cannot be seen. That's the way this morning begins. Two women walking side by side where hope cannot be seen. I bet most of us today can imagine how they felt as they walked to the tomb. It's a walk nobody ever imagined or hoped for. That hope and excitement they once had was now dashed with death and crucifixion of the Lord. When would the pain be over? Each step they took felt like years. 
The range of feelings were intense, full of heartache, grief, loneliness, and pain. They finally arrive to the tomb where there's a great earthquake. They see an angel who, before their very eyes, rolls away the stone and sits on it. And now they're filled with a new feeling, no longer of heartache or of grief. But now they're filled with fear, real fear. Fear so real that even the soldiers are catatonic. It seems that whenever someone encounters God or angels or the divine, there's often fear associated with it. Some are awestruck the moment they meet or encounter a celebrity. So if any of us spent five seconds with the divine, we'd understand exactly why these women were filled with fear. The angel tells them, do not be afraid. But even then, it doesn't really calm them. But God certainly has their attention, and they listen to this messenger of God hearing the words, he is not here, for he has been raised. And they look in the tomb, and just as the angel said, Jesus' body isn't there. As they're looking in the empty tomb, it's as if the angel knows they don't really get it. So he says to the women again, he has been raised from the dead. And that's when they leave the empty tomb. And if you could carefully look at the text in verse 8, They're now filled with fear and great joy. Within the span of minutes, their emotions are like a roller coaster going up and down. All hope was crushed when they were walking to the tomb. And then they felt real fear in the presence of the divine. And now they're afraid for joy. They can hardly contain themselves. They don't have time to ask if it's true or not. So they just start running so they can tell the disciples what's just happened. It's the kind of feeling we have when we fall in love. We're afraid for joy. We want to share absolutely everything with this person, but we're afraid that that person might not have the same feelings. It's the kind of feeling when we experience the birth of a child. We're afraid for joy. We're so excited for the coming of the child, but we have no idea how to be a parent It's kind of feeling when we retire or become empty nesters. We're afraid for joy, excited about the new possibilities, but we're also scared about this unknown adventure that awaits us. It's the kind of feeling when we lean over the rim of the Grand Canyon. We're afraid for joy, thrilled by the experience, but afraid of slipping. Joyous and fearful at the same time. That's what these women are filled with as they run, afraid for joy to tell the disciples. And as they're running, afraid for joy, Jesus stops them dead in their tracks. The very instant they encounter the living Christ, all they heard becomes true. They couldn't believe what they saw that morning, but to see Jesus alive right before their eyes. He's not dead. He has been raised. He is alive. And the hope that was dashed this morning, the hope that was crucified, is now alive. And what else can they do but bow down and worship Jesus? Could you imagine what it would have felt like for these women to see Christ alive? Imagine that rush of feeling going through their bodies. 
Yet Jesus tells them something they still need to hear because he knows they're still afraid for joy. Jesus says, do not be afraid. And now I think they finally believe it. All the fear that was in them is now gone. And they discover that the fear they had stirring in them actually gives them life. Proverbs 19.23 says, The fear of the Lord is life indeed. Filled with it, one rests secure and suffers no harm. Now that they've seen Jesus raised from the dead, they realize there is nothing else to fear. They're no longer afraid for joy. Now they're just filled with joy. And they don't have to be afraid of anything anymore. Imagine what that would have felt like. To be able to tell everyone they met that there's nothing else to fear. I can imagine them coming to you and to me and telling us that whatever we're afraid of, whatever hardships or burdens or impossibilities that we're facing right now, we don't have to be afraid. They would tell us, I was like you. I was afraid. And I didn't know what to do. They'd tell the person who's stuck in their home, the person who just lost their job or all their stocks, the person who's sick, the person who just lost a loved one, the person so upset with what is happening in our world. We used to be like you full of heartache and pain, full of fear. But now you don't have to be afraid of anything. I thought I lost Jesus, the Messiah. We saw him die on a cross earlier this week. We saw hope crucified, but this morning everything changed. It changed everything for me and for you. Because I saw the empty tomb and I started running and I was afraid for joy. And then I saw Jesus alive. He told me I don't have to be afraid anymore. And now all I feel is joy and excitement. I begin to imagine how to express it, but you can feel it too. All that is hard and difficult and evil in this world is nothing because Christ defeats it. Christ defeated death. You don't have to be afraid anymore because today Christ is alive. Christ is loose in the world, telling me and you not to be afraid, filling us instead with life and hope and joy. And fast forward 2,000 years later, we're still sharing the joy that Christ is alive and loose in our world, for Jesus comes to each one of us telling us again and again and again, do not be afraid. We don't have to be afraid of anything. Not a pandemic, not our jobs, not even death. Even when we can't be in church today on Easter, we have a message to share to our world. Earlier this week, we saw hope crucified. But today, the tomb is empty and Christ is alive. So do not be afraid. For life and hope and joy is loose in our world. 
the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Christ is alive. Alleluia and amen. Let us affirm our faith by saying together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. and turn to God in prayer. God of salvation, you have rolled the stone away and the tomb is empty. We praise you that Christ is risen to bring us new life and we thank you for every sign of that life that we see in the world. For times when we have been startled by beauty in the most unlikely places, the selfless love that we have found in others, the peace that only you can give. Help us to recognize your coming into our lives every day. O Lord of life, on this day when we celebrate life, we pray for those who find it easier to believe in death rather than life, for prisoners in their cells away from those whom they love, for the unemployed and the underpaid, for all those in our world who have been affected by this pandemic, for whom survival is the primary concern, 
the recently bereaved, for all who are ill, any who struggle with deep and wounding loss of any kind. O God, let your word of hope and resurrection call once again for the hearts of all people everywhere. And now let us pray together the prayer Christ taught his disciples, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For our offering, I want to present with you an Easter mission challenge. It's four-pronged. One is to support our Jacksonville Area Community Center with donations. Second is to support our Presbyterian Church Daycare. They have a list of needs, and you'll see those back of our bulletin. And also our Jacksonville Public Schools Foundation. Many children who have some internet issues and computer uh, situations and, and others, and please uh, consider donating to them. And the fourth is to spread Christ's hope in many different ways. Easter season is for 50 days long, all the way to Pentecost, the end of May. And so I encourage you to spread Christ's hope in creative ways, uh, sidewalk chalk, a handwritten note, a call to a loved one, call to someone who is lonely by themselves. Spread Christ's hope wherever you go. I also encourage you to send in your regular offerings to our church. Now let us give our off offerings and our tithes and our whole selves.
Let us dedicate these gifts to God by saying the prayer of dedication together. God of grace and God of glory, pour your power on your people this day, that our lives may reflect the gift we have received through the resurrection of your Son. Truly we see that you show no partiality, offering abundance of life and fullness of grace to all who turn to you in their need. With deepest gratitude for your many gifts, particularly the gift of your Son, we offer you our tithes and offerings this day. In the name of the resurrected one, we pray. Amen.
The tomb is empty and Christ is alive. So do not be afraid for life and joy and hope is loose in the world every hour and every day. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the bond of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. For more information about First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, please call 217-245-4189 or you can email us at office at firstpressjax.org. That's O-F-F-I-C-E-F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Our street address is 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, zip code 62650. We have adult and children's Sunday school from 9 to 10 a.m. on Sundays with Sunday services starting at 10 a.m. There is also daycare available. Our website is www.firstpresjax.org. Please come and visit us when you're in the neighborhood. We look forward to seeing you. God bless and have a great week.